This is Agents Influence Podcast. In order to properly offer your customer base small business insurance, you have to be able to offer more than one option. You have to be able to offer multiple products, and one of the core philosophies at Rogue Risk is no customer left behind. I would like to believe that one of my superpowers is the ability to connect and, and generate relationships, particularly with carriers, and understanding what their market and appetite is, and being able to piece together an all-inclusive marketplace for our customers. So yes, we can do the easy shit super easy and fast, but we can also do the really hard stuff. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, Change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Well, all right, all right, all right. Now, see, If you have actually read Greenlight, you know the story behind why he says that all right, all right, all right, which set Matthew McConaughey to the moon. And that's why I was like right, uh, saying it, because especially now that I know what it means. Loyal listeners, welcome to Agents Influence Conversations with Cass. This is going to be one of your favorites because I'm with one of my favorites, Mr. Ryan Hanley. What up, dog? What's up, man? It's good to be, uh, you've been so busy. You're such a big timer now that this, we, we don't get a chance to chat unless it's scheduled on your calendar. So it's nice. Yeah, everybody says that. And it is true. It is true. And I mean, and the thing is, it's not that I'm big time. I'm saying that I'm busy. Dude, at my agency, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your agency. I mean, I've, I've found some pretty good young bucks who I think are, just not I I, th- I see them as me when I was younger and they're just so hungry and they're so smart so willing to learn they've been sucking so much of my time we'll talk a little bit about that but Hanley I'm so glad that you're on here with me buddy um, before you and I just start kicking it uh, like you loyal listeners know I do um, he doesn't get the questions and stuff like that because we ask hell he probably helped me create those questions six years ago I don't know Hanley and I got so much history But I think that I want you to know this is going to be a two-part. So first is going to be this. You're listening here on Agents Influence. You may have noticed maybe it was a little bit shorter than normal. That's because part two will be what we would consider Thursday because I come out on Tuesday and then Thursday. But it depends on when you're really listening to this. Um, he will have the second part there. So just something that we're trying to do, trying to mix it up a little bit. And what our basis is for this is what's Hanley and Cass think of what's been going on in 2021. What do we think is going to happen in 2021? Because we have no freaking clue. It's just fun Mm -hmm. to talk about. And also disclaimer that Cass and Hanley have no effing clue what they're talking about. So please take it with what they say, a grain of salt. Please use a half. Well, that might be true for one of us. (laughs) <laughs> every once in a while come on all right dude so uh but bro you know um seriously i got a lot of things that i want to talk to you about right hold on before we get there i do want to answer one of your questions so i would say okay, which one i've been giving you a hard time about the questions forever mostly just because it's fun to give you a hard time it, it um is. but the last question that you normally ask do you love to win or hate to lose and for a long time i thought that that was like a silly question. I, I got why you answered it. You're trying to get the guests talking and that kind of stuff. And I completely understand the reason behind it. And and people have given some incredibly smart answers. They really have. Um, but I was always like, 
what does it matter? Like, why does that question, what is the distinction between the two? And, you know, why does it matter? Like, if you're trying, and, and for better or for worse, my methodology has always been, I just try as hard as I can all the time, right? Like, I don't really take time off. I don't take days off. I don't really need time off. I'm either family or work. I have a country club membership that I use once a month, right? Like I just, and I love to golf. I love it. But it's like, if I'm sitting here, I'm like, I would rather be getting another step ahead of my competition, which, you know, that's just the way that it is. Like I would rather get, now I know I have a time frame for that. And I think maybe this is some of how I got to this, but I was always like, you, you have this time frame, like you're going to hit this time and you're going to go to Florida and then that that's your time. Like you, you've worked this hard and you've got to this point and whether that time is extended or not, like you have a time in your head and I didn't have that. Right. I've never, I've never had that. Um, and I think part of that is that I've never worked at the same place long enough, right? Like I was at trustedchoice.com. I thought that would be a very long job. It ended up ending. I thought, you know, I was very excited to go to bold penguin that lasted nine months. That really wasn't their fault or my fault, but um, you know, I thought the fitness job was going to be, you know, so it's like, I've had all these iterations and it's really mm-hmm. hard when you get to 40 to be like, oh, geez, I'm starting another thing again for the first time. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, but in doing what I have really taken in the last whatever, 16 or 17 months, however long rogue has been in existence is, you know, I've had to really take stock and like, what do I want this to be? Right? Like, what do I what is this thing going to be? Like, what, what is it going to mean for my life? Is this my forever job? Is this my legacy? Or is this how I put my family in a situation where, you know, we never have to worry about financial concerns again, which is really the point, right? Like money right. doesn't solve all problems, but it certainly solves money problems. So, um, you know, so I, so in thinking about that, you know, I've, I've really, I've, I've started to think about, well, how do we get there, right? So to answer that question, because I, no, I would no, probably no, no. you not, keep going on. This is good stuff, bro. No, no, I, I, I just you know I love this. So it, it kind of finally the other day I was listening to an episode that you were doing with somebody. I don't, I don't remember who it was, and I was like, you know what? I really hate to lose. Like I hate losing. Like I hate losing. Like winning is great, and don't get me wrong. Like, but when it's I think it's part of the problem why I'm not a good producer is like. I don't love that win. Like getting that person to wet sign that document or choose us to me, I, that it doesn't, I don't get off on that. Like I don't, I just, I hate losing, especially to people that I feel are inferior to me. Uh-huh. And I, I have no problem saying that. Like people who I feel like haven't put in the work or, you know, like if I know that in my heart that I'm better than someone at something or, or in providing a better service and they beat me, man, that just drives me up a wall because I'm like, what am I, why am I not executing on my vision or what am I not saying? Or why am I not positioning this way that someone would choose something that is worse, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or that they're working with someone who I know doesn't have their best interest in mind, but they've chosen that person for a reason. That's my fault. Not that other person's fault. Like I, I, what am I doing wrong? And I hate that feeling. So I haven't had an answer to that question. I've always kind of thought that question was like a whatever question. Um, but I'd say in evaluating where I wanted Rogue to go and really thinking about what drives me and, and where I need to position myself in the company. It's why, you know, I hired Matt Jaggard, my producer, you know, 
probably before you know anybody in IAOA or wherever would be like, you, know, you don't have enough revenue to hire a producer. You know what I mean, like I hired that person on purpose because I don't love to win like he does. He loves to win. That's what makes him a good producer. I don't love that. I there's other things that drive me. So I just finally wanted to answer that question and been I don't say bugging well, me, but like um, I felt it was necessary to finally like I hate to lose for a whole right. bunch of reasons. Well, that's that's awesome. That's awesome, and it's probably fifty fifty. I did start the question, you know, to be like, hey, you know, I found it in LinkedIn. And for all the loyal listeners, they know that you said the last question. Actually, it's the second question. Ain't that right, loyal listeners? Oh, okay, yeah. What's yourself, the last like, one? I know, no, no, no. The last one is skill or luck. But that's okay. That's okay. What I want to say to you is, is I, it gives us, our lo uh, the loyal listeners and I have found out, it gives us an insight to people's brain right you what you just explained is a lot of times we get that right yeah and 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 it's like and it's like i think i love to win i've just finally come down to it i've went back and forth and the reason is is because i think of what you just said you look at it you don't realize it but you were saying i gotta learn from what i did and it's the old cliche we don't win and lose we win and learn there's a lot of truth to there and and so I don't really know, but I do like to win. And that's just one of those things. So that's, that's cool, dude. You had a very good explanation of it. Um, let's talk about that. So you, you have um, grown pretty rapidly already. I think you have a VA and, a, and an assistant. Uh, I don't know. What do you call them? We VA have uh, four of us. I have an oh. agency VA, uh, full-time uh, CSR. Uh, he's in the, out of the Philippines. He's awesome. He's actually my longest tenure employee. It'll be a year in September. Um, and then I have, uh, a woman who is, uh, account manager. She's here in the States. She actually lives like 10 minutes from me. I'm in the Albany area. And then I have a full-time producer and he lives in Chicago. And actually the next call that I have after this is an interview for another account manager. And my current account manager is probably going to move to operations role potentially. So, you know, even though, look at um, you, you know, that's now, not what you're supposed to do, Hanley. Well, the truth is, you're I'm, not supposed I'm, to. You're only two years in, bro. You should be by yourself, sweating it and working hard. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, isn't that what the industry tells us? Well, you know, yes, that is what the industry tells us. And there is a machismo to the chest thumping. Look how far I got by myself, right? A like, machismo. there's a there's this um, sense of like, you know, I earned this and rah, and I just could give two flying F's about that mentality. Like I'm growing this like a tech startup. We're an agency or a brokerage. I don't even call myself an agency anymore. I call myself a brokerage because I think it fits more with what we're doing. Also, anyone who isn't an independent agent doesn't have a clue what an agent is. And it's a, actually, it's a, that term only makes sense inside our industry Outside our industry, it doesn't. And since I have more phone calls with people outside our industry than inside now in terms of growing my business, I refer to ourselves as a broker because the word doesn't make sense. So I just call us a brokerage. Truthfully, you can debate the semantics of it. That feels like a stupid thing. I do it only because people, when I say agency, they're like, well, what does that mean? Like, what's your, how do you work? Are you, do you work for a carrier? And I'm like, I'm sick of freaking having that discussion. Dude, come on, come on. Loyal listeners, that's something we've never really talked about. And that's true in our agencies, you know? Well, you're not an agent, you're a broker, right? And then, I mean, they'll even go that far. Sometimes you get a halfway educated one. Well, I'm not saying that like they don't, yeah, just no, understanding no. the lingo. Because they'll say that's a state farm agent. I wouldn't say a state farm broker. Right. They'll say, oh, so you're a broker. You offer many companies. You know, they don't say, oh, you're independent. 
They don't yeah. say when and you, you go, no, no, no. I have contracts with the carriers and oh, 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 and you're like, no one gives a shit. You're a broker. Okay. Perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and that's, and, and that really, you know, I, I understand the technical differences. I mean, technically we are an agent of, you know, the carriers that we're appointed mm-hmm. with, but no one that I talk to when I'm, you know, really our, our businesses, we focus fully on small business and we drive our business through affinity partnerships. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And we're moving closer and closer to being a tech company in order to make that happen. So um, that all being said, if I call someone and like, we're an independent agency, they're like, what does that mean? That's mm-hmm. a, why even waste? What does that mean? Hi, we're a broker. Oh, okay, cool. What What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Done. So we, so I refer to ourselves as brokers now. So, so really, um, I look at our company and I run our company like, like a technology startup would. What does that mean? It means that I'm burning capital right now. We lose money every month. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. I'm well, that's why you can do what you do. You have a lot of money. You're rich. No, that's not. That's I'm not. just saying this is what people are thinking, listening, right? No, I had to go out and raise money like anybody else. That's you know what totally I had to do was I had to sell a portion of my company to 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 take on. A, I mean, a, it was a friends and family round. I mean, it's people that I know that are close to me. It's not like I went out to VCs, right. although you know I am doing that right now. But like we, you know, round one for me was going out to friends and family and saying, "Hey, for a small portion in the upside of this business long term." Uh, this is what I'm looking for so that I could go out and hire the people that would get me out of the day-to-day nonsense that where I don't add value. I am a very good enterprise business development person. That's where I strive, right? Reaching out to other decision makers, people who look, who see bigger partnerships, talking them through what we're doing and building alignment. That's, that is what I'm good at. Hamlet, that's what you were good at at Trusted Choice in building an alignment with those carriers. You're right. That is a strength of yours. That's self-awareness, loyal listeners. And you can hear the the enthusiasm and the confidence that you say, well, I'm getting ready to go to VCs. That that, that right there, people say, well, how could I go to VCs? You know how you do it? You find out who you are like you you have. Do it. This is, well, I mean, this, this is what this know is who you are. Crazy. You have to have this story. You know what I mean? Like well, you have here. And I'm not saying VC. I don't want to, I don't want to put it that way. Cause that makes I it sound it. like, I I'm it. not trying to sound like a douche. That's not what I'm trying to be. This Private could be equity. going to a, this could be going to your parents. This could be going to your best friend, a business partner, a local bank. I don't care where, yeah. if yeah. you want to grow and you need capital, I'm not, mm-hmm. if you don't need capital, if you're profitable and you have cash in the bank, awesome. You can reinvest it. If this is what you want. I see, and what I'm trying to do, an 18 to 24 month opportunity in the marketplace that if I can build the business that I have up in my head and now out on slides and index, if I can make that happen, I have this window to separate myself to the point where I will financially be able to do the things I want to do with this business and help a lot of small business professionals. My goal is that Rogue will ensure 1% of all small business in the United States. That's 300 accounts, 300,000 accounts. That over a ten How would you period. do that? Let's let's talk a little bit more. Let's go a little bit to ten thousand foot here. You're driving a lot of leads. Um, if you've known Hanley since 2010, 2008, like I have, really, you know that. Really, his secret is everything he's just always done and mastered up to now, right? I mean, am I right about that, Hanley? What does this look like in your agency today? Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice. 
the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Yeah, so we have a bunch of buckets. We do a lot of inbound, but that's not going to get us there. That's just a really solid base and a great branding play. And when people do check us out who I'm doing larger deals with, they're like, oh, these guys are legit. They're not some small podunk little agency. And um, so, so that's, I mean, I've literally been telling probably everyone who's listening to this podcast right now what to do for a decade. You not doing it is your own choice. That's true. Because you, know, you know when I do it, in the mornings and in the evenings, I still have to do regular insurance stuff during the day. Well, Come not on. as much anymore. But, but like, you know, when I did the majority of the videos, I was doing in the mornings and the evenings. So telling me you don't have time or you don't have the right camera, it's all just not. It's At this point, I'm so sick of trying to convince people I just don't anymore. Don't do it. <laughs> Let me just well, don't do good. it. Well just said. keep doing what you're doing. Well, I'm going to extend my lead. I've been in business for 16 months and I put 200 videos on YouTube. What is your f- excuse? <laughs> now you can tell me I don't want to do it. I don't see it as a good. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I completely understand. It's not something that I want to do. What what aggravates me are the people who keep going. Well, what should I do? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just not smart enough. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Like if you can't figure out what to do at this point, you need to start questioning life choices. Right. You know, if this is something you want to do, it's all there. You've been talking about it forever. I've been talking about it forever. Everything. Hey, you don't believe us? We're a couple of a couple of we're we're a couple of jerks. Go copy what Mike Crowley's doing. He's doing a great job. Go yes, copy man. him. He's he's got it figured out. So like I just I guess my point is I have gotten for for a decade, I tried to like convince people, look here, I'm t- please t- do this. This is gonna help you. Yes. And so few have picked it up. That when I get the, hey, what should I do question, I want to be like, just punch yourself in the face. Like, if you can't hit Google, you know how I figured it out? I Googled shit for a decade. Sure. That's what I did. I Googled stuff. And like, I don't have any secret mentor who gives me the, the tricks to content marketing. I read, I test, I create stuff. I have videos that have nine views. I have videos right now on Rogris channel that have over 2,000 views. Mm-hmm. You know, like... You never know. You just have to keep creating. So long story short, I I operate that you said, what does it mean to be a tech startup? And I went right off on a tangent. No, you didn't. I don't actually we're not actually a technology startup. You know what I mean? We're we're creating some small things, more more just really kind of connection things, internal things right now. But um, mindset kind of, right? It's 
I am willing to burn a certain amount of capital every month to, to do the things that are necessary that are going to set us up for the future. Because I'm never going to get there if I am, you know, if I'm worried about losing a thousand bucks a month net, you know what I mean? I'm never going to get there because I'm stuck doing a policy change. Oh, you know, I, you know, how, how can I make 10 more cold call? You know, David Crowder says cold call, cold call. I don't have time to cold call because I have so much service work. Hire somebody. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Go, go call Wes Anderson and agency VA and they'll solve that problem for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to train them. Okay. Then what you really want, what you're really saying is I'd rather just bitch. It's true. Okay. That's fine. Just, I don't want to hear that you really want to grow when you don't. Cause to grow, you have to put resources, time, capital. You have to invest in technology. That's how you grow. Uh, otherwise you're just running a really nice business and that's perfectly fine too. Yeah. I just, uh, I hit a point somewhere, man, where I was just like, I'm sick of convincing people. I'm not doing it anymore. Right. No, I remember the call and it, and, and it really, um, it really, uh, I remember you just basically saying that because as you got in, you did nothing more than what other people did. It was like, okay, where do I fit here? Cause you knew the industry, but you were now saying, okay, Hey, this is like, you're saying right now, like, I got to look at this long term. Like this is a kind of a big deal. Um, I really, really like that. How's the family going? I know the boys are getting big. You're now, you're really, really busy. Cause not only are you doing the 200 videos, not only are you running an agency, but you're now like what a baseball coach for the traveling team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little League Baseball is fun. Um, yeah, and for all the loyal listeners, if you don't remember, he was a college baseball player. Yeah, so baseball was my first love. I was probably the best. I was probably better at football, but I got I got a couple head injuries, which maybe mm-hmm. explains a lot. Um, it does explain a lot. Uh, so I couldn't play football in college. That's what I was originally going to do. So I had to – even though I loved – baseball was like my – I loved baseball. Um I probably could have gone farther in football and just couldn't. So I, so I played baseball in college, which was awesome. Um, and loved baseball, played a little afterwards. So, you know, but, you know, haven't really played since 25. And then now be back out on the field with my kid, my son, who's seven. And he plays on a travel team. And it's like a really cool mix of kids who take it seriously but are still just seven and having a great time. And, you know, teaching kids how to field ground balls and, you know, they make a throw from third to first and the other kid in the first baseman catches it. And you're like losing your friggin' mind because, you know, nine times out of 10, that doesn't happen. And, um, you know, so that's been that's been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, honestly, that's really been a good escape for the agency because I have a really hard time not thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, whatever I'm doing when I was with Agency Nation Trust of Choice, I had a really hard time not thinking about what was going on there, you know, so. So to have that escape, to be able to, um, to be able to go down on the baseball field and do that and share that with my son, and now now my younger son is starting to get into it a little bit. So, uh, and that's been awesome. It has been, and you have a unique situation that you and the old lady are both in. Loyal listeners, you know that's what we call them in the Midwest. Um, that so, Shorty, don't be upset. That's just what we say all of them. Yeah, she would so, probably punch you if she heard you. Yeah, I know, but but with you and your old lady, you guys, you are both in the business, yep. right? A lot of people don't know that, but you're in different agencies. Um, how how does that work, dude? I mean, we just it, operate in different markets. It's uh, they are they're just a rock solid. Do you guys talk about insurance at dinner and afterwards? A little bit. We try not to. Um, we try not to. I think by the time we get to that point in our day, you know, we both have kind of had enough. I think the other side of it is the way that I operate is so much different from the way she operates. 
I mean, she operates very traditionally. They have some rock solid referral partners in the mortgage industry that that keep them very, very busy and they do everything they can to make those people happy. They do a tremendous job and they grow mm-hmm. and uh, they get a lot of referrals and they're just a really well run, you know, pers- predominantly personal lines. They do a little bit of commercial too, you know, but our markets are just so different. I mean, I have, I write accounts in 30 something states now, mm-hmm. um, you know, we mark, you know, our so- marketing. So I want to talk about that. Let's dive into that. Billy Williams said one time to me, and it was a moment in 2014, 2015. He said, Jason, why would you market to a thousand people um, who don't know you when you can find 10 to 25 people who do know you and can bring you a hundred to 200 people through their word of mouth, through referral partners, right? Not yeah. only just, not only just people who they need insurance in their business too, to be able to do a transaction like a mortgage broker, but also a center of influence, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have dot, you have really, I'm not saying that you learned that from Billy, but that is kind of your idea as well as we're going to grow leads, but we're going to do it in a different way. What does that look like when you're talking about earlier with partners? Yeah, we call them affinity partners. Uh, mostly, I don't love the word affinity, but it's the word that these types of organizations use for, or you know, for partners like us. And um, essentially, my my philosophy is, um, well, so there's 30 million small businesses in the United States. Only one percent of small businesses currently purchase their business insurance online. Yet in six, well, half a dozen studies at least, but the big ones are like McKinsey, Better Business Bureau, I think KPMG did one, um, somewhere between 25 and 30% of small business owners would prefer to purchase their business insurance online. That's a fairly large disparity. So my philosophy is there are two reasons why small businesses do not purchase online, trust and customer experience. So for, you know, they, they, so, so what our philosophy is, is we find organizations that have trust, so a customer base that trusts them, and then we provide them with the customer experience to provide small business insurance to those customers. It helps them build a moat around their customers. So now they have an additional service that they can add. Um, and okay. it helps those small businesses not have to then Google search another thing and try to build trust with another organization to purchase. So that's... Kind of okay. Uh, so, so there's there's a lot of things there that that I want to uh, that I want to talk about. So, uh, for all the loyal listeners, affinity actually the definition is a feeling of closeness or understanding that someone has for another person. In this situation, an organization because of their similar qualities, ideas, or interests. It's a liking for or attraction to something, a quality that makes people or things suited for one another. And you know, our buddy uh, uh, Spencer Holden works in a very similar thing, but not similar, right? It's like, it's a place where it's a one-stop shop, right? Isn't that kind of what an affinity kind of is the best as possible? No. So, um, like classic affinity programs are college home and auto programs. So Liberty has been doing this for years. So Liberty Mutual through a broker will go to University of Rochester where I went and say, Hey, we'll give you 10% off your home and auto. If you purchase through Liberty Mutual, as an affinity program. So you have an affinity to the University of Rochester. And because of that affinity program, because you're an alumni of them, you get this 10% discount on Liberty Mutual. Okay, so those programs are fun and interesting, except oftentimes they are poorly managed, poorly run, and the pricing, there's no 10%, 
10% of something that's 100, and this isn't a knock on Liberty Mutual, it's just these aren't prioritized pricing and they're most, they just haven't traditionally been handled well or kept up to date on the newest program. So what you get is it's 150% higher than the market and then you get a 10% discount on that. So, right. so you know, Interesting, the, the relationship with the broker in that situation is also, also at an arm's length. So you're not getting the relationship side of what an, you know, an agency or an agent or a brokerage has to offer. Okay. So that model is, pro that's probably the model for what we're trying to do, except for all the shitty parts. So my, my perspective is, look, you, in order to properly offer your customer base, small business insurance, you have to be able to offer more than one option. You have to be able to offer multiple products. And one of the core philosophies at Rogue Risk is no customer left behind. So what we mean by that is in any type of a re referral relationship, we often want the boxed, super sweet, hey, give me the florist with five people, a car, mm -hmm. workers comp, and two million yeah. in revenue. That's, that's, that, you know, that's my sweet spot. I can quote it with Hartford, the whole thing, boom, write it. Hey, small business. That's awesome. Except that's like no businesses that exist in the world. What really ends up happening is... <laughs> You know the the you can write the florist with with Hartford. You could probably write the comp with Hartford, but then the auto has delivery outside of 50 miles with with a kid who's under the age of 25, and now it doesn't qualify for Hartford's commercial auto program, which makes sense. So right. now you got to find maybe you have Progressive, maybe you can get it with Guard, maybe you can get it with another company, maybe you got to look at someone like Lancer. So so you know what I've I would like to believe that one of my superpowers is the ability to connect and, and generate relationships, particularly with carriers and understanding what their market and appetite is and being able to piece together an all inclusive marketplace for our customers. So yes, we can do the easy shit, super easy and fast, but we can also do the really hard stuff. You got a roofer with two losses in Texas. I, we can find a market for that and we'll do the work. Right. And, and you may be sitting there going, ha, 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 Hanley is an idiot. Everyone knows excess line, blah, 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 blah. Well, in order to write the 25 really easy accounts, I also need to be able to address the two tough accounts for that referral partner because I'm not really doing them a service if I can only write the easy shit that everyone else can write because that's everyone's value proposition. Look at every small business national player that exists today. All of them are awesome at the easy stuff. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's easy because every carrier can write it because we all know the underwriting inside and out. Well, can you address the hard shit? And my value proposition is, yes, I can do the easy stuff easy, but I can also do the hard stuff mostly just because I'm willing to do it. It's not any easier for me yet. I'm working on programs. And if anyone is a ENS carrier that actually is digitized, um, I have a few that I'm starting to work with, but and I don't mean digitized like you email, I mean, digitized, like actually wants to work at scale on a product that, that is a little easier to use. I'm super interested in talking to them, but like, this is the hard work that I think separates us from, from the rest of the market. You know, one of the things Hanley, you started that you said that, uh, you know, you had been with trusted choice, you had been with, uh, uh, the pulled penguin and these things that you had. And you said, and now here I am at 40 years old um, um, starting this, one of the things, um, that I always think about when I hear somebody at that age or thinking about starting something else at the age of 40, Billy Williams started his empire at the age of 41, right? I mean, Billy Williams started his empire at the age of 40 beeping one. 
And I mean, and I, I really think that that's like something that people like need to think about. Uh, I think also that, um, well, I just think that there was, if it, looking back on it, I don't think, I think that the, that the thing with, um, with trusted choice is perfect. As you're talking about developing these, these affinity programs, I can just hear how you learned this stuff, right? From being in those rooms and listening and being able to say like, you now know, can pin it back and be like, I can help those people, right? I hear what they're saying and what they're wanting um, as the carrier, but also as the small business. And I think that that's very, very interesting. It seems like it laid the groundwork. You there. are right. So I think anyone who is familiar with me knows that the what the way everything with Trusted Choice was very tumultuous, right? It was something that I poured you know, a thousand percent of my soul into, and then partially my fault, I will take blame uh, for, for some of the way that that fell apart. Um, um, it was it was very tough, you know, but what I'll say, you know, looking back on it now, you know, uh, I am a big guy member. I also, I do subscribe to trustedchoice.com. Um, I'm not going to give you guys the secrets, but I figured out, you know, I've kind of, you figured out how to utilize it in a way, you know, optimize my profile. And, and I get leads that we write every month out of it. So everyone that's released, like I've been telling you for a decade, they're not, it's not their fault. It's your fault. Cause I write leads every day from trustedchoice.com. I don't have anything special that you don't have. So, um, you know, it's just, God damn People are so stupid. I know. Hey, it's just hey, nuts, you. man. Like, I just think like, you know, how many times I've heard, Oh, we don't get good leads from trustedchoice.com. I'm writing them every week. I don't have anything special. I don't have anything special. I just pay for the same thing you do, it, but whatever. Um, so, okay. So my point coming back to that is, um, uh, and it's not a, I'm not advocating. You're you know, not. not, you're a, not, you're I'm, not I'm not getting paid no, to say that. I just, no, you're I not. find it funny. And, um, and really, I didn't mean to put point of trusted choice. No, no, I, just, I, I, no, no I do have a point on there. this. I do have a point on this. I will agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And looking back on it now, I feel blessed to have that time because what I was able to hear was pros and cons from every carrier, pros and cons from every tech provider, pros and cons from every agency. Right? I learned, and and this seems very anti-agent. I don't mean it to be, but I learned what they're unwilling to do. I learned every day what uh, agents are unwilling to do, and I said, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do that work. Like I heard them. I, no, that's not for us. That's not us. We don't do. I mean, these are things I heard over and over and over again. And I'm not saying any of them are wrong because a lot of those are really successful agencies. That's fine. I can't be a really successful local agent. I can't be it. I'm not built that way. I don't have the mentality for it. That is not a knock. M Matt Wood I have as much respect for him as an insurance professional as ever exists. And he, he has a tr tremendous agency. It's built and dominates a space in our local market. And he does a tremendous job. I couldn't do that. It's, I'm just different. I can't not think bigger, global, faster. I can't not think that way. So in hearing all these things that agents were unwilling to do, I was able to say, that's a differentiation point. I can differentiate there. That's a different, I can differentiate there. I'm able to do that. I can find a solution to that thing. And that's how I built my agency. It's hard, bro. I haven't paid myself in 16 months. You know what I mean? I haven't cashed a check from Rogue yet. Um, mm. You know, it's hard writing payroll checks 
to people and not having one come to yourself. That's not easy. I got to eat that every day. Um, you know, so, so that part's tough, but I look at where we're going and what we're trying to do. And, you know, there's a few more partnerships that we put in place and like, we're going to grow fast, like real fast. And, and I think be able to help a lot of people. Uh, and, and by help, I mean, not just help people who are part of the business, but help actually help small business owners, the small business owners that, that you hear people scoff at, oh, $500 bops, you know what I mean? Like, like how dare they have a business that only has a $500 bop? Like why, <laughs> how dare they run a business of that size? Like, I want to help that person. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. the guy running the smoke shop down here, right? That's a $500 retail bop. I don't go in there, but I met him. He seems like a great guy. He's just trying to do his thing, right? Like, right. I don't want to smoke hookah, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, whatever people, that whatever that flavored tobacco. But, like, yeah. why can't that guy get good service out of his $500 bop? Like, why right. can't why can't we make sure that he's – we're making sure he's taken care of every year? Right. And I think that takes some extra work and some automation and finding the right carrier partners who are willing to – you know, to, to get involved, but they're out there. And, and that's, that's the work, right? That's the work is, is not taking what's given to you, but going out and actually finding what you need to be successful. Shit. Loyal listeners. This was good, man. We're going to have to pick this up at another time. This has been Cass. This has been Hanley. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This is agents influence podcast conversations with Cass. I'm out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.